In Mark chapter 5, Jesus had crossed again into a boat to the other side. A great crowd gathered about him and he was beside the sea. In verse 22, just listen. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And Jesus went with him in verse 24. And now when Jesus was on his way to go to the house of Jairus, he was held up by not just a crowd, but another woman who was sick, who touched the hem of his garment. And by faith, she was made whole. And that's a whole other story that I'm not going to get into this evening. But something that Jesus said in verse 34 to this woman who touched the hem of his garment, Jesus was speaking and he, had said, he said this to her. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Now, in verse 35, it says, while he was still speaking, I say this again, while he was still speaking life, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And in another translation, it says, why bother the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and Jesus saw a commotion. People weeping and wailing loudly, scripture says, loudly. In the gospel of Matthew, it goes on to say that there were professional musicians that were there too. That one of the instruments that they were playing was the flute. How cute is that? And when he had entered, Jesus said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. In verse 40, they laughed at him, but he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took with him Peter, James, and John. And taking her, the child, by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means this, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately, the girl got up and began walking. She was 12 years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he charged them, strictly charged them, that no one should know this, and he told them to give her something to eat. My message is titled, Get Out. Jesus, in all of his power and in all of his glory, shows up on time for you. I want you to know this before we even get going through this in these few minutes. Our God is an on-time God. He's always an on-time God. Because God transcends time, meaning that God is not bound by time. He is the beginning and the end. Time has to bow its head to God. 
And so oftentimes when we put a timetable to what we want from God, it's simply out of our own impatient, imperfect heart that demands that God responds the way we want him to respond. But what we don't realize is that God operates outside of time because God created time. And so when God does show up, God is always on time. Now listen to me. Here's what happens in this moment. Jairus, a good man, a man of the cloth, a man of the synagogue, who understands the power of Jesus, comes to him earnestly and says, I need help. My daughter's dying. I need you to get to her. I need you to lay hands on her. And I believe that she is going to be raised up. And so while he's on his way, God does something else supernatural because everything that Jesus does is supernatural. Never really makes sense in the natural. Remember that when God does a miracle, it's a supernatural miracle. You don't have to question it or try to figure out why or how it just simply happens because God does beyond what humans can comprehend and can do in their own strength. So he's on his way. Now, he is, he's wrapping up one miracle, preparing to do another miracle. Because if God is on the move and God is walking with you, God is going to do something supernatural. And so while he's speaking, Scripture says he had just finished saying that, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And Scripture says in verse 35, while he was still speaking, these people from the ruler's house decided to open up their mouth and say, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher any further? While he is speaking, someone talks over Jesus and tries to give uh, an explanation for what is happening in the present, not realizing that our God is the beginning and end, the author and the finisher of our faith. And when God is on the scene, we need to shut up and listen. Because if you take a moment and listen, he said it right there. Your faith has made you well. If we would just stop and listen, I know we're running around. I know there's a lot going on. I know we got to get home tonight. I know we got to go to work. But it is your faith in Jesus that will make you well. Not your job. Not your bank account. Not your new boyfriend for 2018. Not your new girlfriend for 2018. Not your new fiance. Not your new husband. Not your new wife. It will be your faith in Jesus that will make it well unto your soul for 2018. But you have to listen. Because if you don't listen, then you'll jump to the conclusion and say, why bother the teacher any further? Because there's a lot of people that are so busy trying to figure out and comprehend their own situation that they come to the conclusion, why bother the teacher? Well, first of all, if you would have listened, you would realize that he's not just a teacher, but a healer. He's not just a teacher, but a miracle worker. He's not just a teacher, but the one who went to the cross and he is our savior. But you got to listen. You have to quiet your heart. Oh, by the grace of Jesus Christ, he overhears the conversation and overrides the conclusion of man. Because it's not done until Jesus says it's done. I don't know what's going on. I don't know your situation. But it is not done 
until Jesus says it's done. And so he interrupts the conversation that interrupted him and says, whoa, 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 what? Hold on a second. He says this. He says it, listen. He said, I just need you not to fear, only believe. Do not fear this year. Do not fear this week, only believe in Jesus. Do not fear what's going on on your job situation. Only believe in Jesus. Do not fear what might happen to your children. Only believe in Jesus. Do not fear your circumstance in regards to your health or whatever's going on in your home. Only believe in Jesus. And Jesus says, do not fear. Only believe. Now, come on, because you came to get me. Don't you think I'm going to finish what I got started? There is a, never a wasting of time when you wait on Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Because Jairus had to wait a little bit as Jesus dealt with somebody else. Waiting on Jesus Christ is never a waste of time. Listen to me. Waiting on God to do what he is going to do is never a waste of time. It is the process of your Savior doing something supernatural that will always give him the glory in the end. Salvation is about being dependent on Jesus Christ, trusting him as Savior, and trusting him to do a great thing so that he would be glorified. When he went to the cross, it was that he would be glorified. When he died on the cross and took your sin, took it from you, and took it upon himself. It was so that he would be glorified as Savior, as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now listen to me. We got a few more minutes left. So he comes in to the house of Jairus and he sees a commotion. People weeping and wailing loudly. Jesus responds, why are you making a commotion and weeping? Meaning, why? Do you have all of this noise going on when there is about to be a shout of praise that is going to happen? Why is there a commotion? The child is not dead, but sleeping. When Jesus speaks, he always speaks life. When Jesus moves, it always ends in victory. The child is not dead. The child is sleeping because the sleeping process is a transition of waiting for God to do something supernatural. She is not dead. She's going to come alive. Even though the situation looks dead, but as long as Jesus is in the room, there's going to be life. Do not fear, only believe. Lord, have mercy. They laughed at him. And when you laugh at Jesus, when you don't believe, when there is an attitude of darkness, you have to get out. They laughed at him. He put them all outside. So you have to picture this moment. Jesus steps into the room. The 12-year-old girl is laying on a bed. The flute player is playing over her body. 
and they are wailing and weeping to the flute player. They are crying in melody with the flute player. And Jesus says, all of this around the dead body is commotion. Because if it's not a cry unto me, then it's just noise. If it's not a cry for healing, a cry for freedom, a cry for salvation, then it's just commotion. If you're going to make some noise, it better be a cry unto the Savior, Jesus Christ. You're making a lot of noise. She's not dead. She's sleeping. <laughs> and scripture tells us that they all laughed. Laughter that represents unbelief. Laughter that represents selfish gain unto the flute player that feels like it's his time to shine. Laughter that represents deception. Laughter that represents an attitude of settling for defeat. And any of all that needs to get out. Deception, get out. Death, get out. Flute player that plays only for your glory and not for mine, get out. Your attitude of bitterness and anger, get out. You laugh at me because you're jealous of me, get out. Pain, get out. Addiction, get out. Bondage, get out. Darkness, get out. Because in order for her to get up, darkness has to get out. In order for her to get up, sin has to get out. In order for her to get up, this flesh has to get out. And Jesus wants to step in. And only those that put their faith in me are allowed to stand in the room. Because if it's not of me, get out. And tonight, if there's some things going on in your life that have gotten in the way of your miracle, it needs to get out. If you want to get up tonight, those things are going to have to get out. And Jesus tells the little girl, once the room has cleared, once the room has now been fully occupied by the presence of Jesus Christ, once the room and your heart has been completely surrendered to Jesus Christ, there's going to be some getting up and some shouting. Once those things get out, then you will get up and you will rise up and declare God a good God. What is it tonight that needs to get out? What addiction needs to get out tonight? What relationship that has kept you bound needs to get out? What boyfriend tonight needs to get out? What girlfriend tonight needs to get out? What 
addiction do you have? Pornography needs to get out. Drugs needs to get out. Smoking weed needs to get out. I'm going to go a little further. Cigarettes in 2018 need to get out. Surrender all tonight. Surrender all. If you want to get up, surrender all. Allow Jesus Christ to occupy the space. And anything in your life that is creating a worthless commotion, get out. Listen to me. There are things in our life that are worthless and it just creates commotion in your life. It needs to get out. Will you stand up with me? Hallelujah. Worship team, could you come on back out? Listen to me. Before we pray, and then I want you to come and pray tonight. There's a sequel to this story that I can't get into tonight. The sequel is found in Acts chapter 9. When a precious sister in the faith dies. And scripture tells us in Acts chapter 9 that they wash her body and bring her to an upper room. But there were a few disciples that found out that Peter was in the neighborhood. The one who was there in that room. When all the commotion was going on and Jesus told them to get out. There were a few disciples that knew the testimony of what Jesus could do when stuff gets out and when God touches a body and that person gets up. And scripture tells us that she had died but when they found out that Peter was in the neighborhood, they rushed with an urgency to get Peter, even though she was dead. Scripture tells us in chapter 9 that without hesitation, they went and found Peter to go touch this body so she could come alive again. You see, it was a huge and amazing difference between why bother and without hesitation. It's one or the other tonight. You either have an attitude of why bother the master, the teacher, the healer, the miracle worker, or you run to Jesus Christ without hesitation. <laughs> Scripture tells us that Peter went up into that upper room and there she was laying down and there were people crying and weeping. And Scripture tells, tells us that they were actually talking about all the good things that she had done in their life. But I'm going to tell you something. 2018, we're not dwelling on the past because there's life right now in the name of Jesus. And so even then, even then, Peter said, I'm sorry, it's so kind of you to reflect on all that she's done in the past, but I need you to get out right now because something supernatural is going to happen because I remember very well when Jesus told me to tell everybody to get out if they're not about my Savior. So Peter politely asked everyone to leave the room. And then scripture tells us that he got down on his knees and he began to pray. And I can imagine what that prayer sounded like. Oh God, thank you for inviting me into that room that night that I might see your glory revealed and your power to resurrect the dead who are hopeless. God, thank you for teaching me how to quiet the commotion because now I'm in the same position. Oh God, thank you. I'm not worthy, but God, I'm going to trust you in your power 
And in chapter 9, after Peter finished praying, Scripture says that he laid his hands on this woman just like Jesus did with the 12-year-old girl. And he said the same thing that Jesus said, rise up. And this woman rose up out of that bed and came alive again because that is the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Without hesitation. Without hesitation. No, tonight is not a why bother. Tonight is without hesitation. What are those things that need to get out? Let's lay them down right here at the altar. Enough is enough. 2018 belongs to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to scoot out of your seat right now. And whatever that stuff has been that needs to get out, let's lay it down tonight. And let's allow Jesus Christ to give you new life, to renew you, that he would be your Savior tonight. You make your way down here. Don't worry about what people are saying or thinking or looking at. You tell your friend. You tell your neighbor. You tell your loved one. You say, I'm going down. You can come with me. But I need to lay some things down because I'm going to rise up in 2018. This is your get up moment, but some things need to get out. That's it. You just make your way down here. This is your get up moment, but some things need to get out. Let's make room for Jesus. Hallelujah. Young men, young women, moms, dads, grandfathers, grandparents, whatever it is, come on, lay it down before the Lord. Let's surrender all like we sang earlier. Let's surrender all to Jesus, that he would be God. He would be your Savior. Come on. Get up. Get up. Every person that's come forward, just stretch out your hands like this. Just, this is, this right here represents you and I saying, God, I surrender it all. The commotion, the noise, those things that have just taken up my time, I surrender it all. And I surrender my life. Repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. I believe tonight you are my Savior. You died on the cross for all of my sins. Make me a new person. Give me new life. I surrender everything to you. Quiet the commotion. Step in and take over. My heart belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross that I might live. I believe in faith. Those things that have been a commotion in my life right now have to get out. Everything that is not of you, get out. Get out. Get out in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Before you move, and you pray. You take a moment and you pray right now and just say, Lord, here it is. And you, you tell them specifically what those things in your life have kept you bound. And you just say, I believe it. Just in your own words, you just say it. But Jesus, I trust you now. I trust you. Everything that has gotten in the way, get out now. And sometimes you, sometimes your prayer has to be a, a fight prayer. 
Make it a fight prayer. Church, we're almost done. Could you just pray for them right now? As they're praying in faith, every believer in the house of the Lord, from the balcony to the main floor, let's stand with them in agreement. Lord God, those things that are not of you, may they be completely removed by the power of your spirit. God, I thank you right now. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you in the name of Jesus for healing. I thank you right now for the breakthrough. I thank you right now for the miracle that you're working out in every heart right now. God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for your word. It says, he who is free is free indeed in the name of Jesus. Lord, these are a free people. Lord God, this is life right now. You are the life giver. You have given us life. You have given us resurrection life. We are resurrected with our Savior Jesus. And Lord God, I thank you. I come against the enemy's deceit. I come against the commotion. I come against, Lord God, the noise that might be going on in people's heads right now. God, I'm asking you to renew minds right now in the name of Jesus. And we cast down every wicked thought, every deceptive thought. We come against it now in the name of Jesus. Your people are no longer bound by sin, bound by addiction. It is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, I thank you for every person that came in tonight feeling lifeless. God, there is life for them right now. There is life right now. God, I pray your spirit would move in and invade every heart, every soul, every mind right now, that there would be life. They would feel life, Lord, and it would be like rivers of living water flowing in them and out of them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.